here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, but for the wind, it's uh, basically all over. Uh, the wind is still significant, and I've talked to FHP to try to figure out, uh, or I've, 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 I've sent a word to FHP to try to figure out what time they're going to lift the soft restriction on trucks going across the I-10 Escambia Bay Bridge, which has uh, been in effect since last night around 10 o'clock. Uh, but winds in our area, that's really the lingering effects of this thing, and the winds are still pretty strong. I mean, you know, Maybe in the like 35, 30 to 35 mile an hour vicinity on the, over the water, more in like the 25 to 30 mile an hour vicinity over southern Escambia County and over uh, southern Santa Rosa County. Basically, I-10 and below still has some fairly strong wind. And above I-10, you're like, what storm? <laughs> well, I don't, never heard of it. Uh, a little bit of rain, though, in that area. And uh, now the, the real intensity of this thing is pushed off to Okaloosa County and, uh, and Walton County. So the the big thick band of red on the news radio threat net radar has passed us. I think we're still officially, uh, it's especially like the southeast corners of Santa Rosa County, still officially under a severe thunderstorm warning. Uh, but I think the reality is that that stuff's all over. So that's good news. And now the question is, you know, did you get any damage? Did anybody have any down, you know, trees? I know a lot of people are without power. I mean, not a lot, but, you know, not by like hurricane, tropical storm standards. But, you know, again, it's enough if it happens to you. You know, that's bad, right? That's what you're, that's what you're mostly concerned about. 437-1620, as you've heard Jake mention, we got some down power lines over Perdido Key Drive, impeding people from going west. Uh, it's, I mean, it looks like it's maybe about a, a mile west of the roundabout, half mile west of the roundabout, something like that. So uh, you just can't get through there from here right now. Uh, got another report of Where was the other one on... Um, on Mulat uh, Mulat Road? No, no, no. The power line. Uh, just uh, Fairfield between Highway 98 and Gulf Beach. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So uh, we do have some incidents around the area. It was mm-hmm. a fairly strong wind event this morning. And, y- y- you know, the wind blows, the limb breaks, the limb falls on the power line, the power line breaks, the line falls on the road, and then you can't drive. See? Simple. Has anybody ever seen Back to the Future? Yeah, it's just cause and effect. That's all that is. I mean, if, and you don't have a DeLorean to take advantage of it. So. Right. You know, what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to have to drive around. Um, 1620. If you see uh, particularly lights that are out or malfunctioning or, you know, like the railroad crossing at uh, Palafox and Burgess we know is malfunctioning. Or if you see water, you know, like I don't I don't actually know. I haven't checked to see if Graffiti Bridge, if the, the train trestle there is open. That's a kind of an always, <laughs> you know, when it rains, it closes. Um, kind of like the opposite of the Morton Salt ad. When it rains, it's closed. Um, but, you know, other than that, I have to say thank you. We didn't do too badly. Like, you know, there was a tornado east of us in Walton County. There was a tornado west of us in Mobile. And uh, in the in-between, it was power on and off, and mostly everybody's okay. And, again, I, I know that the um, <laughs> it, I know that having the kids home from school all day when it's probably going to be sun is shining (laughs) you know the clouds are open and everything but look you have to make your plans based on what you're seeing at the time and I wouldn't have wanted kids to take the chance of being out in this and you still can't drive I mean even though we're talking about the storm being over you still have buses at there's a high profile vehicle that is the kind of thing that you shouldn't have traversing exposed bridges all across our area that go across water right I mean you know it's 
it's not like just because the majority of it is gone, everything is good. Even now, it wouldn't be a great idea to have buses running, even if we could do it in real time and pivot on a dime like that. And we can't. You have to make a call early. I still think, I thought UWF and PSC closed a little bit prematurely yesterday to cancel stuff on Monday during the day, even before evening. That seemed a little bit uh, aggressive to me. But, you know, if, you, if you're going to be closing stuff, you might as well close stuff. I think Baldwin County... And Mobile County, I think, stayed open for school. I don't pay as much attention to them because it's in another world that's across the state line. Who cares? Um, you know, it might as well be North Carolina. Uh, but I think they stayed open, which is going to wind up probably looking like the right decision. Although it's going to be a little hard to explain to people how, oh, yeah, we had a tornado on the ground and kids are <laughs> getting ready for the school bus. Like, hmm. I don't know if that's the kind of message you want to send exactly. 7.15 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Jake's got our traffic on the fives. Jake? We just got a phone call in from our traffic tip line, 437-1620, telling us that um, uh, Graffiti Bridge area is all closed down. It is. Okay. So, yeah. Not so surprised. Yeah, that's yeah. all the time. Also, a Fairfield between Highway 98 and Gulf Beach Highway. There's power lines down there. Uh, one lane of traffic is moving through there, so it's very slow getting through that intersection. Also, power lines are down on Moolot Road before the Bayside side subdivision uh the train crossing near palafox and burgess road by west florida high school the train track arms are down but no train is coming through uh so you can't really legally get through that intersection safely um <laughs> legally legally i mean people are going through i was but, gonna say yeah we know what people do exactly i'm just not gonna uh encourage it, it right right uh perdido key drive we have some power lines down there uh as uh andrew was talking about earlier and said that uh, police are now turning people around um uh, and you can't get into Alabama from Florida. So uh, if you see anything else out there, let us know. We've got calls and texts coming in. Thank you so much for keeping us informed. Uh, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker. Traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Oh, I got <laughs> This is a funny text. Somebody says, uh, news radio should have canceled for the day, too. <laughs> Uh, no uh yeah we don't work actually i was kind of surprised i had several people ask me yesterday said are you gonna sleep at the station Nah, no i don't think so although i tend to be sort of a dumb optimist about these things uh because i tend to you know i thought well i'll go in a little bit earlier and by my standards going in a little bit early is like three minutes you know and i didn't I probably should have come in even earlier than that this morning just to kind of be in case. And, you know, leaving the house was a little bit exhilarating because, you know, dodge that tree branch, dodge that plastic, uh, you know, chair in the road. Uh, I don't know what's in that, but I'm going around it, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, it, it turned out to be fine. Not 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 that big of a deal. But, yeah, I probably should have planned a little bit more ahead. But, no, sleeping at the station was not in the forecast for me last night. 717 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about that next vehicle, Frontier Motors is a great place to go shopping for it. They've got about 300 cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, Jeeps on the lot. Um, hey, you're home with the kids anyway. Why not, you know? take advantage of it but no seriously like you're thinking about this sedan and i recommend go test drive five okay five or six but test drive five and you say well i know what i want to get maybe there's no harm in driving a couple of other cars and making sure because here's what's going to happen you're going to test drive a couple of other let's say sedans okay and then you're going to say that's why i want this one or you're going to say oh maybe i don't want this one Either way, that's good, right? You either confirm the decision through comparison or you disaffirm, right, the the decision through comparison. You get a better car. And either way, you're better off. So I know sometimes you kind of get in your head like, I'm going to just buy this one. You go test drive one, good, I'm in. 
do yourself a favor. You're going to live with that car for a long time. Test drive a few, okay? Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years. Right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Here's today's Strength for Life. Someone recently asked me, do you believe in guardian angels? And my answer is yes, but only for the Christian. In a rhetorical question, Hebrews 1.14 explains that angels are sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. So Christian person, since you're saved, an angel has been sent forth to minister to you. And remember, Psalm 103 explains that angels excel in strength. Angels are colossal beings. They are greater in power and might than the strongest of men. However, as strong as angels are, Jesus is stronger. As wonderful as it is to think about the many ways that angels serve us, Jesus served us in a far greater way by giving his life a ransom for us. Angels are created beings, and they're wonderful. But Jesus is the eternal creator God, so rejoice in Jesus today. For more Strength for Life, check out our website at strengthforlife.church. Attention business and homeowners. Are you tired of that red dirt driveway? Are your customers having to dodge potholes or even worse, avoiding your business? Let Patriotic Paving and Maintenance pave a way to a better business and a better curb appeal. Patriotic is veteran owned and operated and servicing the entire Gulf Coast and offers seal coating, line striping, patching, and full paving both asphalt and concrete for residential and commercial. Get a free quote today or get more information at PatrioticPavingLLC.com. That's Patriotic Paving. There's no better time than the new year to help protect your identity and finances. LifeLock detects potential threats to your identity that you may miss on your own. If you do become a victim, a U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock is the new year's resolution that's easy to keep. Save 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY to save 25%. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> you know this one, Jake? Oh. The rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. Oh. Rushing, rushing. Uh. My wife's to favorite Disney movie. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, see, I never Winnie's was big on Winnie the Pooh. Never saw it. Oh. Never watched it. Oh, he's still my pearls. Uh, Seven twenty-one here on News Radio ninety-two-three. <laughs> I sort of mixed my metaphors there. I apologize. <laughs> Be still, my beating <laughs> Be pearls. Be still, my pearls. <laughs> I'm clutching my beating heart. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David. Well, inspections of the uh, boat, the 737 MAX 9 airplanes turned up loose bolts for both United and Alaska Airlines this week. Those inspections coming after the uh, door plug was blown out of an Alaska Airlines flight over the weekend. How many how many people getting up this morning and reading that news or hearing you say that news are then going to their, you know, their their flight information on the flight they took last week, like seven thirty seven max nine seven thirty. <laughs> like looking and seeing, did I get on one of these planes? Uh, just better double check yeah. here. Yeah, 
Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is meeting today with Israeli officials in Tel Aviv, part of the U.S.'s effort to prevent the war there from expanding throughout the region. It's Blinken's fourth trip to the Middle East. And the big lunar lander mission had to be scrapped, Andrew, after a critical malfunction. Uh, Astrobotic technology, yeah, that's it. Uh, was trying to land on the moon, but unfortunately that uh, Peregrine spacecraft had some propulsion issues, battery charging issues, and ultimately a fuel leak. When you order your moon lander off of Wish.com. This is what happens. <laughs> David, thanks so much for the update. 722 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, somebody made a good point, said um, today would be a good day for treasure hunting at the water's edge once the rain stops because you're going to get a lot of stuff washed up on shore this morning. Uh, yeah, no good point. I hadn't been thinking about that. And we got a call in, and in order to make of it, we got a call in from somebody who said he is looking at his backyard, and he's like, we had an event. And that could now straight line winds can sometimes look like a tornado, what it can do. But he said, I would swear I saw a tornado. Not that he saw, but that the effect, right? That's what he mm-hmm. told you, Jake. Yeah, didn't see the cone or the swirl or anything, right. but yeah, that, that something came through. So if you don't know where Horseshoe Lane is, that's a basically uh, drowsy poet on Brent Lane, like that vicinity. So between, um, you know, like right across from Baptist Hospital, like that, right in kind of that vicinity. Yeah, I guess that's about right. Anyway, uh, so you know, we'll see. I don't, I don't have anybody else who said anything like that, but. Um, it's always possible. Yeah. You know, it's always possible. Yeah. You discover these things later. 723 News Radio 923. Um this has got to be one of the weirdest cases. The uh, Supreme Court is going to look at whether uh the FBI, whether a man can actually sue the FBI for having put him on the no-fly list even though he is no longer on the no-fly list and they have promised that they will not put him back on the no-fly list. You say, well, doesn't that moot out, which is the term when you go to lawsuit about something that's no longer relevant? Well, because the FBI is not admitting they did anything wrong, and they're only ruling it out as long as things don't change, and um, it just kind of a weird—and by the way, I'll read you the details in this case because it's a super strange case, all right? The plaintiff's name is Jonas Fickre. Uh, I learned in 2010 that he'd been put on the no-fly list. FBI agents entire uh, interrogated him a U.S. citizen of uh, Eritrean descent who was living in Sudan at the time, about his contacts with a mosque in Oregon. And they suggested that if he agreed to become an FBI informant, he could be removed from the list. So if you snitch for us, we'll take you off the uh, the wanted list, the, the no-fly list. But that would allow him to return to the United States, which he was can't fly, can't get back, right? You know, not going to take a canoe. Uh, he declined the FBI's offer. A few months later, during a trip to the United Arab Emirates, he was arrested, imprisoned, and tortured. Officials there told him that his detention and interrogation came at the FBI's, FBI's request. Now, the kind of people who will torture you are not typically the kind of people that you can rely on for information about who ordered them to do it. So I would take that at not too much face value. But still, that's what he says they said to him. After his release from detention in the UAE, he flew to Sweden. He gets around and applied for asylum there. Can't fly in the U.S., but could fly in, in Europe. Uh, the Swedish government eventually denied his request and chartered a private jet to return him to the U.S., he went to federal court in 2013, alleging the FBI violated his constitutional rights by placing him on the no-fly list. In 2019, a district judge dismissed his claims as moot because he can now fly again uh, because the government removed him from the list. So, weird story, but that's a guy who's trying to sue. I'm not sure what the remedy exactly would look like here because the remedy would be put me back 
on the able, able to fly list, but whatever. Um, he's trying to create a sense of accountability at the FBI, as he says, when all one of the quotes from him in the filing, when all power lies with the government and exercise of that power is unreviewable, nothing precludes the government from returning to its old ways. That's true. That's a good point. There's another weird Supreme Court case, just since we're in this vicinity. Um, this has to do with the Texas Heartbeat Act and somebody suing over it but naming all six of the conservative Supreme Court justices as defendants because they ruled in the Dobbs decision. So somebody decides to sue. They're naming the six Supreme Court justices in the suit, and it's a case that would go before the Supreme Court. So the six justices being sued recuse themselves from the case. You can't get a quorum for the Supreme Court to hear a case where there's only three justices, so we're done. (laughs) It's just... Oh, you're going to sue us and name us as defendants? We're out. Therefore, we can't even hear the case because there's too many of us. Just a weird, there you go. That's your uh, odd news on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Jake's got our traffic on the fives at 727. Jake? Okay. We have reports of power lines down uh, at on Moolot Road before the Bayside subdivision. Also on Perdido Key Drive, uh, trying to get into Alabama. Police are actually turning people around from power lines being down in the road there. Um, got a... Um, uh, traffic tip here for Lillian Highway and New Warrington Road. The traffic light is out, so please use caution going toward that intersection. And the train crossing near Palafox and Burgess Road uh, in front of West Florida High School. Train track arms are down there, but no trains, uh, so uh, you can't really legally get through that intersection. Uh, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but Fairfield Drive between Highway 98 and Gulf Beach Highway, we have power lines down there blocking part of the roadway. If you see anything out there this morning, let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. The um, uh, Pope made a very interesting – he gave his kind of like his annual State of the Papacy uh, address. It just kind of talks about all kinds of issues. I mean, he talked about things like AI in Nicaragua, Myanmar, Iran, nuclear weapons, religious freedom. Uh, two things that stood out to me. One was the headline is that the Pope is opposed to surrogacy. Pope Francis called, and this is actually Catholic news agency, so this is actually a reliable source of information about the, the uh, Catholic Church and the Pope. Pope Francis called surrogacy deplorable and called for a global ban on the exploitative practice of so-called surrogate motherhood in a speech to all the world's ambassadors to the Vatican on Monday. He says, quote, The path to peace calls for respect for life for every human being, uh, sorry, for every human life, starting with the life of the unborn child in the mother's womb, which cannot be suppressed or turned into an object of trafficking. In this regard, I deem deplorable the practice of so-called surrogate motherhood, which represents a grave violation of the dignity of the woman and the child based on the exploitation of situations of the mother's material needs. A child is always a gift and never the basis of a commercial contract. Now, I was surprised to learn I did not know that surrogacy is actually illegal in some states. Not a lot, but some. It's regulated in others, and it's just wide open in others. What he's getting at here, and this is kind of where you have to step outside of being an American for just a second— He's not talking primarily about women who are incapable of having children and the uh, joy they can have by finding someone who will carry a term child for them, right? He's not looking at that issue. He's looking at women who are poor, because you know he's from a poor part of the world and thinking about poor Catholics around the world, who would basically rent their wombs out to carry a child to somebody wealthy. Like as a form of sort of it's not sex slavery because it's not related to, you know, necessarily sex, but it's, you know, it's uterus slavery of a sort. Right. It's, you know, renting your body out in a different way. 
And that's what he's concerned about. Now, what he thinks about the other kind of more what we would think of as like American stories of surrogacy, he doesn't say. But it's not that surprising either for the Catholic Church to take a position on this since traditional reproductive uh, design has always been something that they're in favor of. Of course, a lot of uh, gay and lesbian couples uh, will use uh, surrogacy of one form or another in order to conceive. And, you know, the, the, the article says... After he's just so recently blessed a gay union. He has not said that. That is not what he says. Um, that was a different article that wrote about that. But anyway, just I, I thought that was kind of interesting that he would take that position and for the reasons he gives also. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Former President Trump's argument that presidential immunity protects him from prosecution for trying to overturn election results is heard by a federal court in Washington today. The judge overseeing President Trump's trial rejected the argument, and the Supreme Court turned down a request from prosecutors to hear the case. The trial is scheduled to start in March, but is on hold while the appeal is ongoing. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A mobile phone air raid alert about a missile flyover in Taiwan interrupts an international news conference by Foreign Minister Joseph Wu about threats from China. Prevent the conflict from happening in between Taiwan and China. Now he clarifies it was a Chinese satellite launch, not a missile, and Taiwan's defense ministry is apologizing for the misunderstanding in the English translation. Taiwan holds presidential and parliamentary elections on Saturday. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 731 at News Radio 92.3. Still a lot of rain across the area this morning. It's 47 degrees right now in Pensacola. Starting out this morning, the I-10 Escambia Bay Bridge has now been reopened to high-profile vehicles like semi-trucks, trailers, and box trucks. FHP says they are still advising caution as folks drive around the area this morning. Uh, The Escambia Sheriff's Office investigating after three people were shot overnight. Uh, Investigators were called to Bainbridge Avenue at about 1 o'clock this morning. Two gunshot victims were found, one shot in the thigh, the other in the hip. A third victim later uh, arriving at Baptist Hospital with a gunshot wound. There's no word whether uh, those two incidents are connected at this time. An Atmore Capital murder suspect now out of jail after waiting six years for a trial. North of Scambia reporting Yeldon Rothschild was released from jail last week. He'd been accused in the murder of Dante Russell in uh, April 2017. Rothschild's attorney raised evidentiary issues. He says much of the evidence the state had against his client didn't exist. The state amended the cap of Alabama amended the capital murder charge to obstruction of justice, settled on time served. A uh, trial date still not set for Rothschild's co-defendant Daryl Brown. The debate over how much the public should be allowed to speak is coming up again in Santa Rosa County. At their Thursday meeting, Santa Rosa County commissioners are expected to vote on a couple of changes after a big discussion yesterday. I don't think it needs to be codified on where public forum is. I think the chairman should have the opportunity to put public forum at the beginning of the meeting or the end of the meeting. And I think a chairman should generally say, during my chairmanship, public forum is going to be at the beginning or public forum is going to be at the end. But also retains the right to change that based on the flow of a meeting. That is District 5 Commissioner Colton Wright Uh, Commission Chairman Sam Parker proposing the public forum be reduced to three minutes per speaker while anyone wanting to speak on a specific agenda item would be limited to two minutes. 
A bill that would require safe custody exchange locations will be considered in the Florida House and Senate during the legislative session. The Cassie Carley law was passed by the House last year but didn't make it through the Senate. Representative Joel Rudman says it would be up to Florida sheriffs to decide where the safe locations would be rather than county commissions. If you have someone who is filling out a petition for protection from domestic violence on that form now, there will be a box that the applicant can check to ask the court that future custody exchanges take place at the secure location. Of course, back in 2022, Cassie Carley disappeared and was later found dead. Uh, at, at All of this happened after meeting her child's father for a custody exchange in Navarre. Well, because of the weather this morning, the uh, ECUA has delayed their garbage pickup and recycling pickup as well. Uh, If today was your garbage day, it won't be picked up this morning, but it will be pushed back until tomorrow, and that'll cause a chain reaction through the rest of the week. Uh, Routes will be delayed one day. It is 735 at News Radio, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Okay, I just had a phone call from a listener that let us know that on Langley uh, by Workman Middle, uh, we have a tree down and crews are on the scene getting that out of the roadway. Also, uh, Moolot Road before the Bayside subdivision, we have reports of power lines down as well as Perdido Key Drive. uh, Power lines keeping you from getting into Alabama this morning. Police are turning people around there. Uh, Lillian Highway and New Warrington Road, we have a traffic light out there, so use caution getting through that intersection. And uh, the train crossing near Palafox and Burgess Road in front of West Florida High School. The train track arms are down, uh, but no train at the moment. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620, call or text. I'm traffic uh, reporter Jake Walker with Traffic on the Vibes. We'll have some lingering showers and thunderstorms for the rest of the morning, but we should begin to dry out. The wind will come up. It'll be out of the west 20 to 25 miles per hour throughout the day, gusting as high as 40. Temperatures starting in the 60s this morning will fall into the 50s as cold air moves in. Wednesday and Thursday look much drier, much cooler with highs in the 50s and 60s. That's your weather forecast. I'm meteorologist Joseph Neubauer reporting here at WEAR News. Right now, we've got 47 in Pensacola, 51 in Gulf Breeze, 47 in Milton. Of course, still rain across the area. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. JetBlue has announced its CEO, Robin Hayes, will be stepping down next month. The airline's chief operating officer, Joanna Gerdy, will take over. She will be the first woman to lead a major U.S. carrier. The departure comes as JetBlue waits to find out whether a federal judge will block its merger with budget carrier Spirit Airlines. JetBlue says the acquisition will help it grow and better compete against larger rivals such as Delta and United. America's offices are the emptiest they have ever been since the pandemic in the past four decades due to a spike in remote work. Moody's Analytics said nearly 20 percent of office space in major U.S. cities was not leased as of the fourth quarter. Vacancy numbers have not been this high since 1991 when vacancies reached 19.3 percent. Futures are slightly lower. Monday, the Dow Industrials were up 216, the Nasdaq up 319, and the S&P 500 up 66. That's your money now. Greater Pensacola's leaders are in the tallest buildings and smallest shops, and they come together here to drive growth and innovation to bridge industries, to share fresh ideas, 
and to understand how they can play a part in Greater Pensacola's success. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Other than the wind advisory, we are uh, all clear in our area from effects of this storm. I mean, there's still power lines down and tree limbs down and at least one tree report down and one person claiming that they had a tornado in their backyard and you never know. Could have been. I don't know. But uh, mostly we have moved on. Joining us now, uh, we have a sheriff for Scambia County, Chip Simmons. Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm well, and the storm kind of nothing for us, right? I mean, it was quick well, and I mean, over. It was, yeah, if you're out there in a, in, a, in a cruiser car, you probably thought, this is pretty it. bad yeah. rain, a lot of wind going on there, but it was a fast-moving event, and um, it seems to have been past us by. And, you know, people get their power out. A lot of people got their power back on. are still right. going to kind of deal with that throughout the day. That's always the way that works, but otherwise, not a big deal from your perspective, right? I, I You know, driving in here, I saw a number of, you know, some little branches, small branches, yep. really nothing, even big ones. A couple of fence posts were down, but nothing nothing like a, a hurricane like we're used to. Um, our guys, I just talked to our dispatcher, and they don't report any more road closures. They had the one at Perdido Key. Yep. Um, that, you know, going into Alabama, we have, um, you know, the schools are out, so we have a bunch of SROs that are available to help us with traffic. Oh, so yeah, that's they're true. Out I hadn't thought about that. Us, makes sense. You know, helping us with uh, whatever traffic issues there are going to be, and they're going to be kind of periodically helping us throughout the day. What What do SROs do when school closes? Uh, they do what all kids kids do, and they just they celebrate. <laughs> they, they celebrate. They, they try to sleep they, in. They and go they, bowling. Yeah, they, they <laughs> eat candy for breakfast and everything that, that the kids do. They eat candy uh, for no, breakfast. No, we actually assign them to different locations. They'll either follow up on some of the mandatory training, or they will come in, um, and help us with, in this case, road, any road closures, you know, especially during hurricanes. Um, oh, that makes they, sense, because a lot of times schools close for weather, so they're useful for weather things. Yeah, so. we have about 30 SROs, so yeah. we, we have quite a, quite a bit of, of SROs that are just dying to get out there and, and, and do some police work. Do other stuff. School resource officers, by the way, uh, for those of you who may not uh, know the lingo as well. So we had a couple of shootings. Uh, in fact, I guess we had a shooting overnight, a home invasion. Is that right? Yeah, I just got off the phone with uh, one of my command, my patrol commander, and he said it looks like there was a I won't say failed home invasion attempt, but uh, two people 
uh, allegedly broke into a home with guns, and the people that were at home had guns, and they exchanged gunfire in the home. Um, three, maybe four people were shot. We're still kind of working wow. on all of that, um, including the people that broke into the house. Uh-huh. Um, they are not uh, not cooperative with us okay. um, at this point, and we're still not sure about the condition of everyone. But and we're also trying to figure out exactly why they chose this house to do the home invading. Right. Um, so you know, our investigators are out there. They've been out there for a couple hours now, and. Um, we're still trying to piece everything together. I mean, we know sometimes when you say home invasion, it's completely innocent civilians doing their thing. I mean, that's maybe pretty rare. We also know that a lot of times home invasion is better termed as drug money robbery. Well, I can just say that um, it does not appear to be random. Okay. You know, um, and, and I agree with you that, that these things are seldom, if ever, random. Um, so we're trying to figure out why, because if you figure out why, you can figure out who. You know, if if you kind of get an idea for that, um, so we obviously know who because they both got both of the uh, the invaders got shot, and and they're not talking to us, so mm-hmm. we're having to piece it together from the from the people that were in the, in the house. You know, I, th- this raises kind of a uh, a question I had had recently is um, obviously it's it's pretty unlikely that you're a civilian not doing anything wrong that you're going to get somebody just come into your home, but that does happen. Okay. It does happen. And it's, they're going to try to come in when you're not there typically, but again, it can happen while you are there. Um, you've always got to think about kids in terms of this question, but what's like, what's a good strategy for firearms in your home? Uh, not likely to just have it on your hip all day long, you know, when you're cooking and cleaning, but you know, where and even more than one i mean are we like in the bedroom is i think a lot of people do but the bedroom's not a good place for you to have a gun if you need it say during the day or when you're out you know what i mean like i i mean i know people that have multiple guns in different places of their homes and i know other people who might not have any guns at all so just thinking about that like what would you advise people is a good strategy for thinking about gun placement in the home well, I mean, I, I believe it's up to the individual, obviously, of course. It's in how good you are with a weapon, how comfortable you are with a weapon, and how, how close you are. Really, um, I, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't carry a gun around with me every in, in my house, the whole, you know, through my house. I feel safe in my home. Sure. Um, you know, that night, I, there was a, a gun nearby. They're, they're just the nature of my work is there, there's going to be a gun nearby. Um, I, I think what I would recommend to people is just whatever they feel comfortable with. I would not have guns. You know, and and under every pillow, I, I don't know that, that I think that's that's necessary. But again, it's just a, a comfort level on of an individual. Some people want to have that reassurance that if something if they hear something, they can grab a gun um, quickly and they can go check it out. Which is which is kind of what I do. Right. And so I would recommend that you do that. Now, again, you got to keep in mind if you have children in the house, you yep. need to be very careful with that. I know a lot of people have these locking gun safes and or that they have a gun at, a, at an area where a child can't get to. Um, I, I would honestly, I'd rather you just lock your doors than concern yourself with having a gun in every pocket and, and the gun in every And that's, every you know, and, and many times you've said, and that's what we practice too, but I know I think about it because, you know, like we had a fugitive basically through our neighborhood a couple of years ago and I wasn't there, my wife was home, but, you know, and when that kind of stuff happens, you start to think, well, you know, back door seems safe, but what if the back door is open? And if somebody just decided to come in my back door, what do I do? Well, you know, I got to go find the weapon. Where's the weapon? You know, that's I'm just kind of thinking through. Because like anything else, you got to think through the scenario. If it's worth having one for self-protection, where, how accessible, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. and, and here's the thing. Like you said, we I can't think of the last random home invasion that we've had. I got cannot, or, or even armed burglary that we've had. Um, most time, as you said, the people that, that would be inclined to break into a, a home 
uh, for to get some property or money. They'll do it at a business that's close, or they'll do it at, a, at someone's out of town, yeah. or, you know, on a vacation. So let's you know put this in perspective. Um, when we investigate these things, we try to figure out why. Right. And and again, I, I can't say why in this case because it's too early. Um, but once we we figure it out, we'll I'll probably let you know next week. But it's 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 pretty safe to be in your home, um, especially if you lock the doors. And and a lot of people don't lock their doors. It's yeah. just unless you're you know engaged in something you shouldn't be engaged in, you're probably going to be pretty safe. Uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons is in the studio here with us. Let's get a quick traffic on the fives from Jake. Mm, okay, it's not going to be too quick. There's a lot we're looking at here. I-10 westbound near the Dave, uh, North Davis Highway exit. Uh, uh, we are seeing an accident there uh, with partial road blockage. Also, I-10 eastbound before the Pine Forest exit. Another vehicle crash there with road blockage. Uh, Fairfield Drive between Highway 98 and Gulf Beach Highway. There's a down power line in that area. The train crossing near Palafox and Burgess Road in front of West Florida High School. Uh, train track arms are stuck in the down position there. Perdido Key Drive, we have power lines down there. You can't get to Alabama. Police are turning people around. Lillian Highway in uh, North New Warrington Road, the light is out in that intersection, so please use caution. Also, Langley near Workman Middle School, we have tree down and crews on the scene there. And the traffic light at Highway 98 and 72nd is completely out in West Pensacola. If you see anything else out there slowing down, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Also got a good note from somebody who I've been texting back and forth with in Navy Point says, I got the Gulf Power trucks in, or FBL trucks in my area, so woohoo soon. There's, there's, there's hope, <laughs> right? There's, there's definitely hope. Uh, back Sheriff Chip Simmons, um, we talked about the shooting that was overnight. Uh, there was also a shooting. A man was shot in a mobile home park uh, a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, we're investigating that as well. There was a man found inside a truck that was parked outside of the a mobile home, a specific mobile home, and that individual was was deceased from gunshot wounds as well. So we're uh, we're investigating that. Uh, we do have some leads on that. We're doing some search warrants. As you can imagine, when we get a, a call of a shooting or a homicide, we do a number of search warrants, and sometimes these things take a little bit of time to get get all these things done. You have to completely search the home, and if it wasn't their home, you have to search you know get a search warrant for that. Um, we have phones, we have electronics, we have a number of things that we have to we have to do. So we're still working on that, and we're asking if anyone has information on uh, the shooting that happened at Sable Palm Mobile Home Park to please let us know. Again, um, we do have some information, and uh, again, not random. Yeah, I understand. Very good. Um, something that had kind of been asked of me a couple of times recently, we've been talking about the um, Teen Safe Driver Program in Santa Rosa County. The Sheriff right. Bob Johnson, we were talking about this with him yesterday a little bit. And people have asked me, why don't we have this in Escambia County? Well, um, we're, we're looking into getting it in, in Escambia County. It's, it's costly. So we're working with the Florida uh, Sheriff's Association. They have they can train the trainers more or less, and they can get us to where we're set up to do that. That is on our on our radar. It's something that we look to, to do. In fact, myself and uh, Chief Deputy Hobbs have been talking about that over the last couple of months, really, about okay. trying to get that into Escambia County. Um, it's, it's something that we're, we're very interested in doing. It's just going to take some time to get us certified and, and there's a cost to it. Okay. All right. Very good. And the last thing is, um, I was confused about why the Ladaritis Clarity Act, um, uh, on drive-by shooting. It's a bill that is named after, of course, a very, um, unfortunate case here in Escambia County, but it's a bill that got filed by downstate Republicans, not by um, Senator Broxson and not by uh, either Alex Andrade or Michelle Salzman. And I just didn't know why it wasn't filed locally because it was a bill that you had been advocating for. It was a bill that you had been pushing for. So what's the purpose of the bill and is there any explanation of why it wasn't filed by our local delegation? 
Well, I think if you start with, you know, why is that during the investigation into the Ladarius Clarity case, um, I was trying to wonder why there wasn't specific law preventing or, or at least addressing uh, drive-by shootings. And, and I understand some states have a version of this specific to drive-by shootings. So I, I reached out to our local delegation months ago and said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we make this a, 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 a law and so we can have enhanced penalties on these because drive-by shootings, again, they're unpredictable. They're rapid execution. They're they're unpredictable. Uh, a, a number of things, and they have potential for innocent bystanders to get hit. Right. Um, so I think that uh, I felt like we could, we should have something on the books to address this. Now, do I think that it's going to just because you have a law, it's going to stop it? We have laws against a number of things. It don't always stop it. But I know back in my undercover days, people are aware of of certain laws and what penalties might be. Um, so they might stay away from a, a, a threshold. It also has some, um, you know, some justice for the for the victims and the victim's family if there is a law um, that 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 can provide these enhanced penalties. So I th- I reached out to our local delegation and uh, Representative uh, Salzman had an individual that she thought would be uh, a former prosecutor. Uh, I think his representative. Um, that that could be better to put it in, and they had a slot available. Apparently, they have bill slots. They have that limits, are available. right? Sure. Um, not familiar with all of that, but it works. That's why it it um, it was filed in out of our county. Uh, but but again, I did recommend that it be be termed or called the LD Clarity Act uh, because, as as you mentioned, and and as many will recall, LD Clarity wasn't even the attended right you know, um, victim in this in this sort of thing. Um, so it was just a terribly tragic, tragic situation. And, and I just really wanted um, um, the state to address the drive-by shooting situations because, as you know, we talked about shootings a bit today. Um, these are retaliatory. A lot of times they go back to a house and they shoot, and they don't know. They shoot indiscriminately from a moving platform. No one, no one really knows exactly where the rounds are going. And sometimes it's meant to terrorize a, a, a household, and sometimes it's meant for revenge. And, and, and I wanted enhanced penalties for this type of a crime. Very good. Sheriff Chip Simmons, Scammy County Sheriff Chip Simmons, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Thank you for the time. Thanks for keeping us safe, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. You bet. Y'all take care. 751 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Join Travis Thompson with Climate Tech of Professional Air, an American standard heating and air conditioning independent customer care dealer in the Pensacola area on the Pensacola Expert Panel, Thursday at 930. Join in as Travis discusses how you can lower your energy bill and create a healthy, comfortable home. Join him Thursday morning at 930 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Splash Magazine covers the coast like the Gulf of Mexico. Each month, Splash Magazine offers a calendar of events, plus tips on where to shop, dine, and play. Learn about the month's special events, live entertainment, and interesting local people. Learn how to catch fish with Captain Dave Yelverton. See what is worth watching on your streaming services. Tom Nolan will tell you the latest. Find out how to dress for the changing Florida weather with Jen Wells. Get the most out of the Emerald Coast by reading Splash Magazine each month. For more information, call Gulf Breeze News at 850-932-8986 or visit gulfbreezenews.com online. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Eight meters. Seven. Six. It can't be, that's inside the room. It's reading right, man, look. Well, you're not reading it right. Oh, she wants it. Oh, man, 
had just recently rewatched Aliens. That's such a good movie. That's <laughs> such a good movie. And I'm always fascinated by sound effects that are so associated with a movie that you hear, like you hear that pinging from the uh, the motion sensor, and you're like, oh, that's aliens. <laughs> that's definitely aliens. Or, I watched Stripes recently. You hear that that couple of notes, you're like, oh, that's Stripes. It's absolutely Stripes. 7.54 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It, uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Well, Andrew, of course, we're still following uh, storm damage and that type of thing. Report just up on Channel 3 saying a big tree apparently fell on a home on West Jackson Street this morning. Two people uh, had to be taken to the hospital, but they appeared to be okay, aside from uh, probably being shaken up that the tree ended up in their bedroom. Yeah, that's a bit distressing for sure. Uh, Also this morning, United and Alaska Airlines continuing their inspections of uh, Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft. Apparently they found some loose bolts. I'm sure that's no big deal, but they're being retightened, so that'll (laughs) be okay. I I have to give credit. Dave Anthony in the, uh, I think it was the 7 o'clock news, top of the hour from Fox, his opening line had us dying. He said, um, what was it? Boeing's bolts are driving airlines nuts. (laughs) That is great. <laughs> That's just, oh, man. Go ahead, David. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken meeting with Israeli officials today in Tel Aviv. It's his fourth trip to the Middle East since uh, the Hamas attack back in October. Very good. Thank you so much for the update. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Okay, well, we've got a few areas of town that we are keeping our eyes on this morning. I-10 eastbound before the Pine Forest exit. We have a vehicle crash with partial road blockage there. Fairfield Drive between Highway 98 and Gulf Beach Highway. Uh, We have downed power lines there. Crews are working on that. Uh, The train crossing near Palafox and Burgess Road uh, by West Florida High School. If anybody's got eyes on this, let me know if those train arms are still down. Uh, Perdido Key Drive, we have power lines down there as well, and you cannot get into Alabama at the moment. Last report we had, the police were turning people around. Lillian Highway and North New Warrington Road, traffic light out there. Also Langley near Workman Middle School, we have a tree down, cruiser on the scene there. And the traffic light at Highway 98 and 72nd Avenue is completely out in West Pensacola, and we have a report of a vehicle crash now in that intersection. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line, 4 I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Um, I don't even know how to come at this story exactly, but um, a guy was digging a hole in his house. A deep hole. Not five feet or ten feet, but and this is not Florida, okay? Um, But he's digging a hole that got down to 130 feet. Apparently, he believed... The, the voices were telling him, uh, or that God told him in a prophetic dream, that um, if he dug far enough, he would eventually discover a treasure, gold, buried beneath the kitchen floor. There's nobody buried a treasure at 130 feet below your floor. But okay, 71 years old. Yes. This is a kind of a, a, a bad story. This is in Brazil, and he would hire people to come over and dig for him into this hole. Um, he paid people as much as $500 to come over and dig for the gold buried in the floor, the ground beneath his basement, 130 feet down. And uh, apparently he was working near the hole and he lost his balance and he fell and he's not with us anymore. 
So the headline, amateur treasure hunter plunges 130 feet to his death in a hole he dug inside his home, is um, just a reminder of why. And I'm, it's like three feet di- diameter, so it's like a yardstick, circular, right? And, I mean, wow. <laughs> I don't know whether to be, you know, horrified or Darwin Award or I'm telling you, the 130 feet hole... I mean, you got out of prison, you know, like that's a pretty impressive hole that he dug. So, but, you know, it obviously yeah. did not work out so well for him in the end. Mm. You were going to say something? I you were gonna uh, yeah, I was definitely Shawshank. That's yeah, Shawshankish that's, right there. You, you typically want to dig sideways, but, you know, I don't want to tell you your business. And also, it weirded me out too a little bit. I mean, I know it wouldn't happen here because of the way our soils work, but it, I thought, well, a dude who could dig a hole down 130 feet could also dig a hole down, say, 20 feet sideways 50 feet and then back up, you know? And, uh, you know, we're talking with the sheriff about where you store your guns. And I'm thinking, you know, if a dude pops up in the middle of my living room digging a hole, I know we're going to have a problem, right? So, I don't know. That's where my head went with it. Uh, Anyway, Jake, you uh, you had an interaction yesterday with jury duty. I did. You're not serving on the jury. I'm not. They let me go. Because Uh, you work in news? No, it was a computer random generation list of people because they had way too many people show up for what they needed. So and like only, they had a court case that settled out. So, settled out, yeah, which is they, common. Yeah, they said that happens a lot. So they just let a lot of people go, and I was there. But the the new Milton uh, courthouse is beautiful. Everybody on the uh, clerk staff for the clerk's office was was just amazing. Oh, Everybody so Milton was is where you had to go. Okay, yeah, I had so to go to Milton. One. Yeah, I'm Santa Rosa County resident. I so. gotcha. All right, that's yeah. why you were talking about the bridges. Mm-hmm. Your favorite non-issue for today. Right. Uh, <laughs> so wow, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm um I'm I'm glad you got to see the new courthouse. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't get selected because that means that you're back today and I appreciate exactly. that. Exactly. Glad to be here. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 923, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.